Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Everyday Church. We are a body of believers in Oklahoma City with the mission to live out our faith on a daily basis. Let's listen in as we hear a powerful message from God's Word. All right, good morning, Everyday Church. I'm excited to be able to bring you the Word this morning. Man, I really wish we were gathering here in person, but we know we're living in some interesting times. I just want to let you know as just a member of the staff and, and John here as well that, that we've been praying for you all week long. We, we can't wait till we can gather and hear together again, you know, singing the praises of God and just worshiping God uh, together. But we're also thankful at the same time that we can just come together and, and hear his word online. So I pray that um, you just be engaged during this time this morning. Now, if you would, uh, just pray with me then we'll get started today. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everything that you do. Lord, I thank you for this technology that allows us to stay connected with the church body. God, I know that there is many in our church body that has been affected by COVID-19 and other sickness. Lord, will you please be with them during this time? God, will you heal them? Will you comfort them in only a way that you can? God, just remind them that the church is behind them, praying for them, uh, petitioning God uh, for healing. God, I just ask that we prepare our hearts today to hear your word, to hear your truth, God, and that we come away edified as a result. Lord, I ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've titled this message, uh, Mary's Song of Praise. And if you have your Bibles, would you open up with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Now we're starting this Christmas series on the book of Luke, and we're doing so examining the lyrics of Christmas. Typically when we think about Christmas music and Mary, we think about the song, Mary Did You Know? And not Mary's song of praise. Now these songs couldn't be any more different Now, Mary Did You Know is one of the most famous songs on YouTube. It has close to 245 million views. Now, if you've not heard the song, we'll link it down below after the service. But in the song, the writer asks questions and shares a few statements. Since we cannot sing them in person, and I asked John to come up here and sing it, but he didn't want to, I'm going to read some of those lyrics to you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would come and save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy will come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to the blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod. When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? While this isn't every single word of the song, I wanted you to be made aware of some of what the song actually says. In the few passages today, we will, in fact, learn that Mary did know a lot of these answers to the questions, and not only did she know, but she would actually sing a greater song as a result. 
So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 1, starting verse 26, it will be here on the screen. It says, In the sixth month, the angel of Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this in the sixth month with her, who will be called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So after reading this text, you can see that Mary actually knew some of the questions and so much more. Mary knew that she was going to have the Son of God. Mary knew that her Son was God. Mary knew that God had a plan for her. Mary knew what God said would actually come true. Mary knew that this would be a miracle. Mary knew that only God could cause this to happen because she was a virgin. And Mary knew with God that all things are possible. And it's so amazing the response that she is about to have in this text. Now, before she sings this song of praise, we see her visit her cousin Elizabeth. And in her own way, she will praise the Son of God for this child. If you have your Bible, look with me at verse 39. It will also be up here on the screen. In those days, Mary rose and went from the haste in the hill country to a town of Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of the greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord." Now, this is amazing. I'm so glad the Lord put this in the Bible. And and why is this? Well, Mary now had someone else who knew about this amazing birth. She had Elizabeth and also baby John. Now, the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth with praises to God of what was about to happen. See, and what's also amazing is that John the Baptist would also be excited. Now, John the Baptist leaped in his womb with so much joy And this is the same John the Baptist that would come and proclaim the kingdom of God to all those who would hear it. Now, for the moms listening out there, I know through my wife that when a baby moves, it's exciting because you know that the baby is okay. But Elizabeth knew it was because the Lord Jesus Christ was about to come. You see, even in the womb, Jesus Christ was Lord. 
Did you know that? Even in the womb, Jesus Christ was Lord. And Christmas time should be filled with praise. And Mary's about to show us why. We're about to get into Mary's song, the better song of Christmas from Mary. Verse 46 says this, And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on his humble estate of his servant, for behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke it to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring. Now for those taking notes, I want you to write this down. Mary's song praises God for what he has done for her. Mary's song praises God for what he has done for her. So what God was about to do was one of the most miraculous events in all of human history. And her response was a great response. It was a response that would praise God. And notice how she did it. She did it in a way that was saturated with the word of God. You could tell that after reading these verses that Mary had a love for God. Not only did she have a love for God, she actually knew his word. And even as a young girl, she trusted the promises of God, and she knew that it was going to happen. Now, this praise is awesome because it's not just some basic hallelujah praise that we give often at church. This praise was personal. It actually had effect on her. Now, get this. Mary was so overwhelmed by God, she had the proper response for it. Now you look in the text and you see what it says. It said, my soul magnifies the Lord. She praised God in a way that was magnifying, which means it was a big praise for God, for everything that she was doing, or everything that God was doing in her life. She was so excited. This should be how we praise God, praising him for everything that he has done for us. Now her praise actually included a lot of other things, right? It included the acknowledgement that God was her Savior. And this is so important because Catholics believe that Mary did not need a Savior because she was without sin. As one commentator noted, Mary answered the Roman Catholic dogma of the Immaculate Conception, which holds that from the moment of her conception, Mary was, by God's grace, kept free from the taint of original sin. But get this, only sinners need a savior. And Mary was a sinner. She still needed that savior. And she was overwhelmed by God, the fact that she would be saved by him. And notice her attitude in this text. It said that she was humble, that she called herself a servant. She was a humble servant of God. She knew that she was not truly worthy to carry out the task that had just been given but yet she continues to praise God for what he has done. She praises him for another reason. It says, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. You know, one of the greatest things about being a parent is to know 
that she is such a blessing uh, in my life, and, and I'm sure all the parents can speak for that as well, but Mary just happened to be carrying the Son of God. Now, Mary will be honored from now on by all generations, not because she is special, but because she is the model and representative of what it is to experience God's grace and mercy. The words that Mary echoed truly were a response that was changed by someone who was changed by God. And Mary's song praises God for what he has done for her. For those taking notes, second point I have this morning is Mary's song praises God for his attributes. Mary's song praises God for his attributes. See, Mary recognized that God's attributes are unique and distinct. And it's only because of these attributes that any of this could be made possible. Now, while God has many different attributes, she lists three in this text. One, that, she, that he is mighty. Two, that he is holy. And three, that he is merciful. Now, the term mighty is so fitting for this text because of the work that God was doing. Now, the term mighty in that time was often referred to as a king that was a rescuing hero. So only a mighty God could do what he was about to do. Only a mighty God could cause a virgin to bear a child that would not only save her, right, but to save every child of God throughout time. In Mary's praise, she also recognizes the holiness of God. And the holiness of God is important for several reasons. Well, why is this? Well, God did not break his character by sending his son into the world. It was important that Jesus would be born of a virgin in order that he would not be stained by original sin. And he could not be a substitute for sinners on the cross if not for this. But he had a perfect life, and because he did, the holiness of God is shown through the birth of Jesus. And the last attribute that she praises is the mercy of God. Now, God's mercy is clearly seen in this text. He is sending a Savior through her. Not only is he sending a Savior through her, he's going to offer up that same mercy to all the generations, to those who fear him. Now, this fear is not some sort of, I'm afraid of God or I'm afraid of the dark. It's a fear that's marked by the reverence of God which means that we are to show God complete honor and respect. Now, the greatest way that we can actually show honor to God is to believe what he says. Mary did that very thing. She believed what God said, and as a result, he showed great mercy on her. Now, I don't want you to miss this this morning, that the attributes of God are necessary in order to carry out this great miracle. Only God could do such an extraordinary thing, and she wanted to praise him for it. Mary praises God for his many attributes. The third point this morning, if you're taking notes, is Mary's song praises God for his sovereignty. Mary's song praises God for his sovereignty. Now, Mary is going to acknowledge that God has been sovereign throughout all time. And we could actually spend hours upon hours discussing every single little thing in Scripture that God has done for the people of Israel and believers. 
But in these few verses, Mary is going to sum it up so well. God in his sovereignty has shown a great strength throughout all of history. And with his power, he does several things. Look and see what the text has to say. One, he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. The Lord does whatever he pleases, and he can make the proud humble in a matter of moments. If you're familiar with your Bible, you'll know the story of Pharaoh in the ten plagues, right? God, through his power, humbled the mighty Pharaoh, who was considered to be the greatest among all men at the time, just by speaking a single word. It's incredible the power that he has. The second thing is he brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of a humble estate. So we actually see this all throughout Scripture. God's power humbles those who are mighty leaders. Psalm 75, 7 says, But it is God who executes judgment, putting one down and lifting up another. If you remember that Israel overcame so many great armies when they were going to the promised land. And it's not because they were a big army. It's not because they had all the best weaponry. It was because they had God behind them. God was the one who humbled those opponents and took them down to a lowly estate. A third thing is, is he filled the hungry with good things and he, sent, he has sent away the rich empty-handed. So do you know it's only God who can feed the hungriest of hungry and yet at the same time make a rich man walk away with nothing? Time and time again, God fed the people of Israel when they were hungry. Think about the times in the wilderness where he gave bread to the people when they had nothing to eat. God satisfies all the hungriest and he does so by his sovereignty. And Mary could go on and on and make several other points on why God is sovereign, especially during this event. But I want you to listen to this, and I think it's so important. There is no greater act of sovereignty than the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was a great sovereign event. And if you want to look from Genesis through Revelation, we can actually see God's sovereignty at work. And Mary praises him for it. The fourth point this morning, if you're taking notes, is Mary's song praises God for his mercy on Israel. Mary's song praises God for his mercy on Israel. So the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is actually one of the most merciful events in all of human history. And why is this? Well, prior to his birth here on earth, Genesis 3 happened. And in Genesis 3, we see the fall of all mankind. And this was such a tragic event, and it left many without hope because they did not know what could save them from God. But some good news occurred in Genesis 3 as well. Genesis 3.15 says, I will put intimacy between you and to the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now what's awesome about this is this something ended up being someone And that someone was Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was actually the promised seed of Abraham. In verse 55, she 
tells us, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring. Now what did God tell Abraham? Well, in your Bible, in Genesis 12, one through three, it says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred into your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all families of the earth shall be blessed. See, the awesome thing about this promise to Abraham is God would give Abraham a multitude of offspring. And one of those offspring would be Jesus Christ. Now, the beauty of Christmas is this. Don't miss this. Christmas did not just appear out of thin air. It came from a promise. Hear this this morning. If God makes a promise, it will happen. If God promises something, it will occur. Now, how do we know this? Well, Scripture tells us this. In Isaiah 41, 8 through 9, it says this, But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you who I took to the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corner, saying to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. See, God made a promise to Abraham, and he remembered that promise. And because he made it, he will not go against his word. See, Mary could take the promises of God to the bank, knowing that God would never go against anything that he has ever said. Jesus' birth was the greatest act of mercy to Israel because it would finally save Israel from their sins. They wouldn't have to go and continue to offer sacrifice after sacrifice, and Mary couldn't help but praise God for it. Now, Mary's song is truly amazing. It's worthy to be sang of all of history. Why? Well, because it praises God for what he has done for her. It praises God for his attributes. It praises God for his sovereignty, and it praises God for his mercy on Israel. Now, I want you to see something in this text. Did you notice that Mary's praise is not a one-dimensional praise? And neither should ours be when we praise God. Often, we just thank God for, for everything. But see how Mary was so specific when she was praising God. And the awesome thing about this praise, the awesome thing about this song is it actually doesn't stop in verse 55 because we are singing the same song today. The song that was personal to Mary has become personal to us. Now, listen to this. Even though God used Mary to bring Christ into this world, he had every child of God in mind when he did so. Isn't that a beautiful picture? He had you in mind, Christian, when he brought God, the Son, into this world. Now, the difference between the song, Mary Did You Know, and Mary's song, is that Mary's song isn't full of questions. Mary's song is full of answers. Now, think about this now at a personal level. I want you to think about this song at a personal level. It impacts us greatly to this day. And for those taking notes at home, I want you to see what our response should actually be. Christians praise God for what he has done for us. Christians praise God for what he has done for us. 
So we just celebrated Thanksgiving this week, right? And, and Thanksgiving actually gives us reason to be thankful, or Christmas actually gives us reason to be thankful because God has given us everything in Christ Jesus. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ means what? It means that we can actually have eternal life, that that promise that came to Mary actually came to us. See, just like Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, we can say the same thing because he has come to us and we must praise him for it. I want you this year to make Christmas personal. Don't just look at the nativity scene and think this doesn't apply to me. It does because Christ came for you. It's amazing. A second thing is this. Christians praise God for his attributes. Christians praise God for his attributes. You know, Mary didn't list every single attribute that God ever had or ever has. God is, but God is mighty. Now, God did a mighty work in Mary's life, but did you know he's actually doing a mighty work in your life as well? Think about it. He is the rescuing king that come that came to rescue us when we had no hope. His birth gives us hope this Christmas season. Remember that he is holy. And I think this is so important for every Christian to understand. This means he is distinct and different and without fault. Meaning that he can actually judge rightly and fairly because of who he is. And that's something that we should praise God for. He is also merciful. Do you know that God doesn't owe us anything? God does not owe you anything. We have actually sinned against God that we deserve the wrath of God. And yet because of his great mercy, he is what? He has shown great mercy to us through his son. So when you think about praising God this year, praise him and include his attributes because God is worthy to be praised because of who he is. Also, Christians should praise God for his sovereignty. Christians should praise God for his sovereignty. Now, since the beginning of time, God has had control over all the universe. I love what John Piper says. He says this, Sometimes we need to be reminded by God himself that there is no limits to his rule. We need to hear from him that he is sovereign over the whole world and everything that happens in it. We need this we need his own reminder that he is never helpless, never frustrated, never at a loss. And what's awesome is we need to take what Piper said, we need to take the song that Mary sang, and we need to understand the miracle of Christmas as a sovereign act of God, knowing that he's in control, and we praise him for it. Christian, God has been sovereignly involved in your life, Praise him for it. Another application we can take home today is Christians praise God for his mercy on sinners. Christians praise God for his mercy on sinners. Now Mary's song is not just for Israel. It's for all the children of God. Listen to that this morning. Mary's song is not just for Israel. It is for all the children of God. And in the Gospel of Matthew, it says some powerful words to Mary. 
Listen and also be up here on the screen. It says, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Now notice what it says. It said that he will save his people from her sins. Not might, not try to, not just make possible, not meet them halfway, but he will save his people from their sins. It's a definite atonement. Meaning that if you put your faith in Christ, you will be saved. And how do you do that this morning? Well, you can do that by repenting of your sin and by trusting in Christ alone for salvation. Now, repentance means turning away from your sin. You can lay all that down at the foot of the cross this morning, and he will forgive you of all your sin. And it's amazing to think that he did that all by starting with the bringing of his son. Jesus Christ. Now, the Christmas story is so much more than a song, but do you know why Christians love Christmas music so much? It's because Jesus, our Savior, came to us. We should want to sing all the praises to God for what he has done for us. And why I cannot sing, I wish I could for you this morning, I made my own song of praise uh, to God. And it goes like this. God, I praise you for what you have done for me. Why I did not deserve what you give, you did it anyway. I did not come from a special place, but you made me special. When you spoke to Mary through your angels, you had me in mind. Use your power and your might to make a way that I could not. You gave me your word so I could learn how to praise you. You gave me your word so I could see why I should praise you. See, you caused my hardened heart to become alive, to trust in you. Your mercy overflows through your son. And because you showed great mercy on me, I cannot help but praise you. See, Christmas actually has meaning this year to me personally. Because Christ came to this earth for me. Believer, Christ came to this earth for you. Make Christmas personal this year. Christians, I don't want you to let another moment pass by and not offer praise to God for it. See, let Christmas become personal to you. Create your own song of thanksgiving. Create your own song of praise to give back to God because he has done everything for you in Christ this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that you would send your son, God, that you'd send this son, born of a virgin, God, that, that lived the life that I could never live. And not only did he live that life that I could never live, he died that death that I deserve on the cross. He lived that perfect life so I could have life in him. But the great news of this Christmas season is not only did he die for my sins, he rose again, proving that he had dominion over sin and death. And because he had dominion over that, we can have eternal life in him if we trust in him alone for salvation. God, I'm so thankful that you made the Christmas story personal to Mary And God, I ask that it become personal to me and every believer out there listening.
God, I praise you for everything that you've done and will continue to do. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor John. Thank you so much for listening to the Everyday Church Podcast. For more information on us or if you happen to make a spiritual decision during this message, please let us know and go to our website, www.everyday.church. There's an email link that you can click on and we would love to hear from you if there's anything going on that has happened during this message. If the Lord has spoken to you or you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Also, if there's a prayer request or concern, then you can email us and we would love to take the time to pray for you and respond in any way that we can. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless.